Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, a podcast dedicated to the history and lore of the Final Fantasy series. Join us as we take a deep dive into the different worlds, characters, and so much more. Welcome back, Warriors of Light, uh, to another episode of the Final Fantasy Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, followed by my two other hosts, Stephen. What's up? And Trey. Hello. And with this week, uh, as we said last week, we are continuing our journey with the crystals and figured out it is Final Fantasy 6 through 11 is the crystals we are going through today. And um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about because this is where we start seeing the variety of how crystals become instead of being you know a single plot point device now they're going to be much more different is the word i was gonna say in some games they're not even crystals that are more just um kind of like final fantasy 7 for instance they're not necessarily crystals but they're materia it's not quite mm-hmm. the same but it's it's in the same vein enough that it's all getting lumped into the crystal lore cast that we're doing today yes yeah. exactly so to kick things off we have final fantasy 6 so when an esper dies it remains crystallized into magicite and appears as a gr- growing Glowing shards of green crystal, in contrast to magic extracted from live espers via Magitech, magic is taught naturally and is much of a higher potency using Magicite. So essentially, when something an esper dies, you get a crystal, which you can then use for magical properties. So, yeah. And an esper is like a summon, right? I haven't. I don't remember. So, so in six, they you have um, I think it's called the Warring Triads. It's three, three gods that can do magic, and they are the ones who, when they had the War of the Magi, they had innocent humans and they gave them like powers and turned them into espers. And then when the war was over, they kind of sealed themselves away, and I think took the power from the espers. And then in six, Kefka and them are are bringing them back. So. Espers come from the the warring triad. They made they make that they made them with their magic for the the Magi War. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> and then using Magicite, the Returners wield magic to fight the Gestalian Empire on its own terms for a time before the Empire is decimated by the Espers. The Empire abandons Magitek in favor of Magicite in preparation to invade the Esper homeworld and seize the war- Warring Triad. A trio of petrified deities after the Imperial General and the Magic Tech Knight Kefka revives the Wearing Triad and absorbs the power, it becomes the source of all magic in the world. Less upon his defeat, Esper's Magicite and Magic disappear. As what Trey went over, literally all that stuff <laughs> of war. Yeah. And Magic Tech is interesting because it's like magic technology which we will get into into the next game so we have final yeah. fantasy 7 which is does it does it sound like 16 2 though before we move on move on like using magic a little bit to, yeah. mm-hmm. i feel like uh if you played 16 that sounds a little familiar oh yeah, yeah. i mean and this is is having magic and technology collide with each other is a common theme in the later uh, entries into the series, I think. I mean, we have 16, we have uh, 15 has a bit of it, um, 14, uh, 7, and so forth. I mean, there's plenty of... and Well, 13 has a giant mass load of Magitech, so it's all yeah, I mean, it's, the entire it's really world just, is. It's really just 9 and that's kind of it that doesn't have mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff. It's really the only one out of the later yep. releases. And, and I mean, it's also with the franchise being modernized and like broadening its horizons with other players. Yeah, because the first just five the were all medieval high, fantasy, right? And then six fantasy. was steampunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So with seven... The crystallized form of Mako is also known as Materia and a nod to the crystals of past. The Materia allows the user to control magic spells, summons, which boost the statistics and adds extra commands. Two exceptionally powerful Materia pieces are the White Materia and the Black Materia. And then Sephiroth uh, seeks the Black Materia to summon Meteor to strike the planet, while Eris tries to stop him by using the White Materia to summon Holy, the ultimate white magic spell. And there are also four rare natural materials called, uh, found in Materia Caves, Knights of the Round, Mime, uh, HP to MP, and Quadra Magic and then said to be powerful due to being in secluded areas and have been given time to grow and collect. There are also four huge materia colors, red, blue, yellow, and green. And if you play the Final Fantasy VII, the original and the remake, you see all this, uh, except for the black and white materia, because the VII remake doesn't go that far in the story yet. Yeah. Because it's only Midgard. You don't see um, any of the other the rare well ones, you, don't you don't see the rare ones either because you're only in midgard and the rare ones are outside of midgard just wait so till, this just wait till uh, rebirth well we'll probably get a little bit there too but i feel like this change was huge for me and huge for the world and like instead of it being these crystals 
that you had the chosen uh warrior stuff this was like the live stream and for me it, the the parallels with oil being the eco terrorist it all just seemed to make the final fantasy world a lot more believable a lot more livable um mm. you know as much as you can with tonberries and moogles and stuff running around yeah. but i i really appreciate appreciated the way they were able to to blend it all together with the materia um and just have the whole system work around it it really was the life stream for the game mm-hmm. now i agree um this this uh seven was the entry that really pushed the final fantasy series more towards a bigger audience especially with you know everybody here in a, the u.s that where we're located in Seven was majority majority of everybody's first Final Fantasy for the U.S. Thanks right. to the original PlayStation. So, and the other ones, I mean, they were out, but like not everybody owned a Super NES or an NES. Right. Final Fantasy Seven was the first game since Mario where it was like you bought the console to play that game. Yep. For me, and it, uh. That was the the way it was back then for a lot of people. You, the sixty four was a lot more popular, but you bought the PlayStation because you wanted to play Final Fantasy seven. That's exactly why I did it. Yeah, because I was always Nintendo. Like, I had the sixty four and all the games on there. And then as soon as I tried out seven at my friend's house, I was like, oh, I got to get a PlayStation. I've never even heard of this before, but I got to get one. And that's that's what I got first was seven and nine, and then had me hooked ever since yep i sadly i I, I, about eight yeah exactly. uh, sadly i can't i can't say anything because i never owned an original playstation i was a i had an xbox the original xbox and all the xbox consoles and you're a little younger than us so aren't you how old are you i'm 29 are you okay yeah you're you're not even 30 i'm not that much younger than you so (laughs) I mean, six years is is a big difference. Yeah, I mean, you're only two. When it comes when it, when it comes to video games, like I feel like six years is a big difference. Yeah, depending on the game. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, I love. But to get back on track, I love the way it worked on Final Fantasy VII. Even though they went away from the crystals as a whole uh, and they turned it into the live stream and materia, I think that was the right choice, and I'm glad they decided to mix it up. Oh yeah. And then uh, three of the four huge materials materials correspond to matching color materia. Uh, Master Summon, Master Command, and Master Magic can be acquired from red, yellow, and green huge materia. If the player has mastered all materia shards of that type, the huge materia's appearance is a homage to the elemental crystals of the early entries. I'll be honest, I've never done that. I've played the game a lot, and I've never either. done that. That's, that's some commitment right there. And then we have Crisis Core, which is Final Fantasy VII as well. It was yeah. one of the side games that we have that takes place before the events of Seven. So during the first battle with uh, Zack at the Neb, uh, Neb reactor, Sethros can summon four colored crystals to a system. The crystals are identical in appearance to the four huge materia found in Final Fantasy VII. In a locked chamber in the Banoria underground, Zack Fair was entered into a battle with green materia, red materia, yellow materia, and blue materia. They cast elemental magic and the corresponding 
Coloring corresponds to the four, five typical materia colors. The Benoria underground caves are full are full of crystals due to the proximity to the life stream. The goddess materia is a large natural materia. Genesis Respardos uh, seeks to cure his degradation. And Zach can also equip materia for various effects in battle. So. I didn't play this one either. Uh, I played bits and pieces. I, I watched of it. it on YouTube. Um, but you can what, actually what? go and play the remake of the Crisis Core, which is now on PS4, Steam, PS5, Xbox. It's on Xbox. Wasn't the original on PSP? Yes, it was. It was, and I got a PSP, PSP for it, and I remember playing it. I got most of the way through and got stuck on a boss and never beat it. Yeah, never had a PSP. But I did, I did end up watching it years later. Uh, I had to end up. I had a PSP. I played a bits and pieces from a friend's copy, but I mainly played and sunk my entire life into Monster Hunter on that game on that console. So, thank you, Capcom. Anyway, uh, now we have Final Fantasy VIII. So the crystal pillar is a gigantic crystal believed to have originated from the moon. The monsters in the world would world originate from the moon and the crystal is responsible for summoning them to the planet by creating a strong energy field it reacts to a certain location on the planet creating a single uh, signal that directs the lunar cry towards it thus the crystal acts as a malevolent force Mm. which i think is the first time in the series where the crystal is the quote-unquote like antagonist-esque figure yeah yeah it's more a means to an end mm-hmm. yeah it's just a tool that the villain uses yeah i don't i don't have a lot uh, like i i guess it's a good thing they added the crystal in just to kind of keep the theme going but i mean for me this is probably the weakest use of the crystal so far in the series that we've yeah. talked about for me i mean it's literally just the it's the thing they they sing to to make the moon monsters come down. Yeah, it's essentially a MacGuffin. Yeah. Hey, what do we? How can we uh, fill this plot hole? Oh, we'll use a giant crystal. Oh, that's nice because they don't always fill their plot holes. It's <laughs> a lot of plot holes empty. And most things in media. Um. <laughs> True. So now we jump to Final Fantasy IX. So this is the one that they all keep telling me to play, and I still need to play. (laughs) So the crystal is the origin of life in the universe, marking a new iteration of the series' use of crystals as the force that uh, sustains the game's worlds. Final Fantasy IX calls back to the many aspects of the early series, and the crystal represents the origin and interconnect and interconnectedness of all life. The term crystal may refer to the planets, individual crystals, or the origin crystal at the crystal world, though the planet crystals are mainly represented in abstractions, and the crystal world crystal only appears briefly. The crystal is one of the game's main motifs and ties the main theme to of life and death, and appears in the logo art. Small gemstones are also featured as consumable items and accessories and house the essence of Edelons. Yeah, there's it's really like pretty much just at the end 
it just gets a like quick hey this is the reason for this such and such i won't say anything because i don't want to spoil it for you since i want you to play it still but it's not a huge despite it being on the cover art it's not something that comes up a lot during the game itself yeah it's it's very it's importance i think it's more important than eight but it's it's relevant for about as long yeah yeah well that's good to know because um now i now that this is us striking me wanting to play a little bit more that it takes homage to the earlier series when it's like newer ish it is oh yeah it it is a love letter to the earlier games it is just it is it's perfection (laughs) (laughs) i'm replaying it right now and just remembering how much i love it's such a good game we need you to play it ben (sighs) all right i will start it this weekend (laughs) okay i have it i have like i think at this point i think i have all the mainline series games on my playstation thanks to the pixel collection Mm -hmm. the remasters of nine and eight on the ps uh playstation store and i've and i rebought the remaster of seven and i have all the physical versions of all the other games that they had physically Hmm. because when you do play nine just don't expect a lot of crystals that's fair it's not gonna come up a lot i mean 15 didn't have many crystals so it's important and i they don't come up a lot in 10 either, but they are a lot more uh, prevalent in the story. Well, that's mm-hmm. fair. I don't know. But we'll, I'll, we'll talk about it when we get to 10, because I think they're pretty important and constantly <laughs> have being shoved debate. down your throat. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, before we get to 10, we are going to take a quick mid-break, and we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All 
right, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of Final Fantasy. And at this point, I just want to uh, thank everybody who is listening to our episodes. It really helps us and supports us. And if you do want to support us, you can leave. Uh, you can uh, first off, you can join our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/FinalFantasyLoreCast to where you can get uh, ad-free episodes or even have a chance to join us uh, once a month on the show of your topic of your choosing. We can talk about anything with the games. The animes the series as a whole anything you want to talk about we can talk about it uh you can also support us through apple and spotify if you leave a five-star review with some uh words uh, we'll read it out loud on the show and as well on spotify you can leave a comment on each episode and we actually do have a comment this week uh, let me get to it real quick we have uh, on our first episode, so meet the host, um, from Jeremy Scott, uh, wonderful content. I love Final Fantasy. My first game was Final Fantasy XV, and now I've played several. So glad I found this one. I listened to the Resident Evil and Legend of Zelda lore cast as well. Great job, guys. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. I hope he didn't hate our comments about 15 too much. I know, <laughs> <No>, right? <laughs> I mean, hope, hopefully he plays the other games and he realizes that while 15 probably is fantastic, it <laughs> it left a lot to be desired. Yeah. That is one word to put it. Um, and then uh, if you want to uh, chat with us, you can find us on a few discords. There is the Robots Radio Discord, which is the host network that we are a part of on robotsradio.net. Uh, and I am also have my own discord called Ben and Friends Podcasting to where I have uh, channels for all the shows I host, this show, Holocron Histories, and even the Wizarding World Lorecast where you can join us on there, chat with us with anything of my shows or anything at all if you want. Uh, and you can even, if you like Final Fantasy and want, if you play 14, we are getting a free company put together to play 14 together if you want to play Final Fantasy. Ben, is the equivalent of coming in on 15 as your first and it being like your favorite, would that be like saying, oh man, uh, I love The Witcher. I just started with season three, and it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> is it? Is that like the the equal? Is that the equal comparison? I, I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole side tangent on itself. Season three is good <laughs> if you compare it to season two. <laughs> oh so so what you're saying is it would have been better if i would have said they started with season two and loved season two season two is dreadful i despised oh. it with a passion because they no, uh, that's okay i'm not going to get on that <laughs> tangent anyway uh that's where you can find us on the discords um ben and friends podcasting the robots radio um is there anything else you guys want to add into the mid break no? no all right let's get back to it All right, now that we're back, we are now jumping into Final Fantasy X. So this is also where things get a little different, just like how Seven did. 
I will say before you get started on it, um, you remember we teased last week. I was like, eh, I feel like there's one that doesn't really have a lot of it, like maybe at all. I was talking about ten. Oh, okay. As I read the notes, I was only halfway wrong. <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> it, it maybe not. It, it maybe doesn't have um, none of it, but it's probably yeah the least, other than maybe eight. Okay. They well, take some real liberties with crystals in this in these definitions here. Yeah, yeah, I that that does. And it, to remind everyone, ten is the one with Titus, um, and Blitzball. If you like Blitzball, <laughs> and if no one knows, last week Stephen said he hates Blitzball with a passion. So I do, I do. I can't stand it. <laughs> It was great in its time, but it, it has not aged well. Might be my least favorite Final Fantasy minigame of all time. Oh, And there's some pretty rough ones out there. Nine's yeah, card game is it for me. I like Nine's card game. But that's because I haven't played Eights, which is apparently way better. Aces. <laughs> it's top tier stuff, man. If only Gosh. the rest of the game was as good. Mini games. Oh no. Right. That's 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 dreadful for me. It's a whole another episode. Anyway, <laughs> uh so we have spheres, uh, which are round crystallized objects used for various purposes in the world of Spira and contain various magical energies provided the pyreflies embedded in them, allowing them to act as keys, contain memories, and even record events that can be viewed like a movie. They also symbolically represent the game's theme of cycles. And just prior to the series of final boss fights, Titus and company are warped to a bizarre spinning room called Sin the Nucleus. Within the Nucleus, Titus must avoid crystal spikes and grabbing ten glowing teleporting crystals, each of which bestows either powerful spheres or weapons, once all ten are attained, the player is teleported to the dream's end for the final battle. It's definitely the most annoying part of the game is because the camera constantly rotates while you're trying to get these things and avoid other things. And again, that's a very loose, like, yeah, there's crystals, but it's, it's not really like Final Fantasy crystals, but I see what they're going for here. And then a larger crystal appears in Luca. There is a statue in the round sphere where a clear crystal is sitting. As the player walks closer, the camera focuses on the crystal. The crystal cup is handed to the Besaid Aurochs. The what? Besaid Aurochs. Besor that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> By Waka, if the team wins the Blitzball tournament. So you have to win the Blitzball tournament to get this uh, crystal cup. God bless you if you have the patience for that. <laughs> At first, in that first one, if you can do that. Ugh. And then when the Magnus sisters perform a Delta attack, they surround the enemy party in eight crystals, four of blue hue and four of red-orange hue. These refer to Final Fantasy IV, where, the, where they were the four main or four blue crystals of the surface world and the four red-orange crystals of the underground. Yeah. And, See, this is like very... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go on. I was just saying, this is why I feel like it's very loosely considered a crystal. I mean, even this, 
the spears and the pyreflies, which that's why I was saying earlier, like they they definitely shove pyreflies down your throat throughout the game. You hear about those stupid things, and they're constantly floating around. Like when you rub your eyes too hard, there are those little you see those little dots and stuff. You just see pyreflies all throughout. So you've the game. got so you let me make sure I've got this right. You got pyreflies, and they're like they can they they come from they after you die, your body turns into pyreflies. And then if you get enough of them, they can they can come together to form a sphere that is a crystal type thing. Yeah. And f- for you, that's not good. It's essentially the solid life. enough. Right. I was gonna say for oh, me, I, I feel yeah. like it's yeah, the, it's a life. I feel like it's the same as Final Fantasy VII, just a different a different coat of paint. Yeah. I didn't bring it up earlier when you were talking about seven, but I didn't love the live stream either. But that's just me. I, I like the more I mean, traditional. It, I mean, there's, they're, they're both from seven to ten, both different. Like with seven, you have Mako, which is more of a oil ki- type of substance because they mine it. Yeah. And then with ten, you have the fire or pyreflies, which are living creatures that become crystals. Well, if you were disappointed in the amount of crystals from 7 to 10, when we get to 11, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed anymore. Yeah, that's true. But we do have Final Fantasy X-2, because this is the first game that actually had a legitimate sequel. Uh, dress spheres allow one to use the memories within the sphere to unleash associated powers. That was it. It's essentially a power-up. Hey, you want to use a power that you don't have? Here you go. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was going to be an alternate attire. I know when you it, when you say when you say dress dress fears, it's like oh, you can change your outfit on the fly. I mean, it does. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. I I, I, I played remember. it. I don't remember. Long time ago. I think it changes your appearance slightly, but I don't remember. It should if it doesn't. It would make sense, yeah. It's it's roughly is a sim uh are similar to a drop system they uh tend to add. Mm. Before we move on though, you're right. It is weird that with nine being the love letter it is to, you know, like the first six games, they don't really incorporate crystals as I mean, I know like we know what, you know, we know, but it's kind of weird that they don't play a bigger overall role in the story like they get no screen time at all i mean they are you do use the the gems for the to learn the different summons throughout the game but it's yeah other than that which is not not really brought up much no i guess it is i mean even with the at the beginning whenever they have the different pendants for the cities or the countries it's like each specific country's gem, you know? I think those are somewhat supposed to be... That's probably, yeah, that's probably a nice nod to the crystals. Yeah. See, I I don't know what they're talking about because I need to play nine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's pretty early on that you see it's like within the first 30 minutes you learn. Okay, cool. Yeah. But uh, with that, we are now going to Final Fantasy XI, which is the first ever MMO RPG of the Final Fantasy series. And I thought it didn't do well, but before the show, we looked it up, and it was actually a very successful hit to where 
it's still an ongoing game on PC. Financially, it was successful, yeah. Yes, financially it's successful. <laughs> was it successful for, like, player base? Yeah, Debatable. <laughs> financially, they, they made their money, but I don't think critically it did very well. Yeah. That I remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't recall Eleven getting the best of uh, feedback yeah. um, compared to how Fourteen is nowadays. Uh, but it was—I mean, it was limited in its day. Oh yeah, but it was, it was a nice stepping stone for Fourteen. It came out like so. Uh, for everybody listening, Final Fantasy Eleven, the MMO, which MMOs were a hard thing to do back in the day it came out in 2002 on the ps2 in japan the ps2 a system that barely ran online games that's two years before world of warcraft there you go and world of warcraft's only pc but they ran this game through the ps2 and it was crossplay with windows pc so you had two systems it was on cross-played and then it came to the xbox 360 in 2003 a year later and the ps2 and 360 versions of the games didn't end service until 2016 14 years later and i mean it might not have been successful but they definitely utilized the crystals they they utilized it and they used it as a very great uh foundation for now one of the most accurately acclaimed mmos they had uh in period uh if out of all mmos and this is a little side tangent out of all mmos the three main ones are world of warcraft final fantasy 14 and elder scrolls online i would say are the three main mmos to this day and all three are very successful and have very well played uh, player bases and constantly growing. Yeah. Wow is up and down because it depends on the expansion. They're literally an up and down roller coaster as a community player base wise. ESO and 14, though, keeps going up every year. But I digress. The, the wow's problem but with 11 uh we have different types of crystals so we have synthesis crystals so crystals are common and are used in item synthesis sometimes found and when the adventurer kills enemies and with the status effects signet sanction or sigil active and there's a crystal for every element the adventurer can also give crystals to gate guards of their nation to aid in the nation's development. In return, the adventurer is rewarded with rank points, which are sometimes needed to receive new missions from their nation. There are eight types of main types of crystals, uh, with each element corresponding to different crafting tasks, and each are found in the auction house under the category crystals. I'm just going to read off the crystals, not telling you what they do, because it doesn't really matter. Uh, you have fire, earth, water... Wind, ice, lightning, light, and dark. So, the usual suspects. The usual suspects of elements that you would use for magic in game. And then you have proto crystals. So, six proto crystals serve as a gateway to six sleeping, sleeping gods Shiva, Ramu, Titan, and Garuda. 
That's only four. <laughs> I was just about to say. It's like it says six, but <laughs> um, when I researched it, I just realized that's only four. But obviously, the other one would be um, the other two would Efri and um, that one. Or Leviathan. Yeah, it probably didn't have Leviathan. It's not brought up as often as the other Yeah, ones. which is sad because Leviathan's a really cool summon slash primal, and he's barely used ever. It's my favorite part of 15 was the Leviathan. I think we're, we're going to get some DLC with 16's Leviathan. Ooh. Fingers That's crossed. Cool. So the pro But these are located in the hoist. Or go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, what you were saying. So the proto-crystals are located in the following areas. So the cloister of flames, frost, gales, storm, tides, and tremor. Um, and each have their own respective den in those cloisters. So you have Ifrit, which See, is fire. Uh, frost is Shiva. Gales is... Wait, gales and Garuda. storms. What's storms? Oh, storms would be Ramu. Rama, Rama yeah. Ramu or Rama? How you say his name? Rama. Rama. Um, I, I say, say Rama. 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 Uh, tides would be Leviathan, and Tremors is Titan. So okay, yeah, they do have Leviathan in there. I mean, yeah. which makes sense because so if you post game of base game fourteen, you do eventually come across Leviathan. All I mean, majority of all the summons. Like the major, like primal summons are in fourteen, and he's massive. I will they're say. all in nine. <laughs> <laughs> There's even some excellent in nine. It's just another excuse for me to go play nine. I see how it, it is. is. Yeah, uh, well played, good sir. <laughs> so, just from that. Steven here is with all the nine comments. I'm here with all the 14 comments. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have uh, telepoints and gate crystals. So in modern day uh, Vanadel, uh, six teleports, telepoints exist in the forms of crystals. In the Shadow Rain era, three additional teleports exist uh, that have s- since been destroyed and when the adventurer first examines a teleport, they receive a gate crystal, a key item needed to be the te- uh, to be teleported to that specific teleport via teleport and recall spells. The following area, uh, the following are locations and teleport spells associated with each teleport. Existing teleports in present day Vanadel. So, I'm I'm, I'm just gonna go over the spells, not the locations. There's just a bunch of them. There, there is a bunch. So there's teleport yeah. Hala, teleport May, teleport Dim, teleport Altep, teleport. Yost and teleport Vazi. And then the destroyed teleports are Recall Junger, Recall Marif, and Recall Fosh. Yeah, that. I mean, the reason I'm only like going through like the crystals <laughs> and the teleport it's... stuff is 11, and 11's now only on PC, which. You can still go play eleven for sure. You can totally go do that, but I don't know many people that actually went back to play eleven. I know we'll talk about it next week, but this really sounds like twelve's fast travel system with the crystals. Yeah, it does. 
Oh, it didn't. And having not played, having not played eleven, I don't really know anything about it. But to me, that's what it really sounds like. Because twelve, you just there's a big ass crystal, and you walk up to it and hit X, and there you go. Yeah. And then now we have Magicite. So this returns from eight, if I recall, was it eight? That was eight, right? Oh, six. 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 One. The, the first one we went over. Uh, so Magicite <laughs> was unusual crystal deposits found in Beastmen strongholds near destroyed portions of the crystal lines, large con- conduits that connect the cracks of Hala, May, and Dim. So. <laughs> and then we have Mother Crystals. So the Mother Crystals are five shards of the original that is said to have created the gods, which are shattered into five pieces, fed away the emptiness. Which, next week's episode, we you will hear Mother Crystals a lot. Or at least a few times. Um, specifically 14 we... and then 16. Oh, are we talking about 16 next week? Yeah, but we're not going to, like, we'll, we'll have a spoiler warning. So if people don't want to, you know. Listen. I mean, Ben it's can't. Also been... Ben ain't going to be able to. He, do, he don't know. He don't know. <laughs> I, hey, you're going to spoil it for yourself. I, I'm okay with spoilers. It's fine. I think I have 16 in the show notes. I might not. I can't remember if I put that in there. I'm pretty sure I did, though. Or I might not have because it's, it's newer. I don't remember. I would just like to go on record. I vote not spoiling it for Ben if he hasn't finished it yet. But we're a if lore If he didn't cast. already. <laughs> That's true. But anyway. Uh, then We've we had have... all the other games spoiled for us. That's true. Just bits and pieces, but still. Yeah. And then we have orbs. So another recurring thing from previous games. Orbs are exotic gems that, when cast into burning circles in certain areas, grant access to the burning circle notorious monster fights. Orbs are sold by Shami in Port Gino, uh, but only accepts payments in the forms of Beastman Seals or Kindred Seals. So this exactly sounds like the Beast Tribe quest system they have in 14, where you have to do specific side quests to get a currency, then trade those currency to get specific items. It's an MMO thing. It's all it is. Go play MMO. You'll have this type of system somewhere. I haven't played WoW and never will play WoW. Um, I have a strong feeling they have way too many of this. That's (laughs) just just, just me thinking out loud. Anyway, uh, then we also have the Seed Crystal. An ancient crystal plays a key plot role in the Final Fantasy XI, a crystalline prophecy owed to life uh, bestowing. And that was, that, that's cool. that's all we got from eleven. <laughs> that's it, huh? Yep, and it looks like... Okay, so the... Crystalline Prophecy was a one of the first three downloadable scenario add-ons for Final Fantasy XI, released in 2009. So this oh. released seven, seven years, years after, after the game was first <laughs> the first came out. Golly. That is a lot, uh, and it sold for ten dollars per you know part. So. 
I mean, how long has Elder Scrolls been out? Why, like, they still do um, all the other games. ESO has been out for a, at least a decade. I think yeah. it's been at least a decade. Or no. There's I don't, also, think, it's a, I don't need... think it's... Where's this year? Is the 10 year? There's also um, Star Wars Old Republic as well. We didn't bring up earlier, but it's not that. I mean, it's still active. popular, and it's still, and it still has a high player count because I, I play it. Um, okay, ESO's nine years, so next year's the 10th anniversary. And then um, this year is the 10th anniversary really? for 14, yeah. and it is also, last year was the 10th anniversary for Star Wars Old Republic. All right, I know, I know yeah. we said for you to play nine, but Steve, you got to back me on this, man. Ben, if you don't beat 16, you're going to get the entire thing spoiled for you because crystals play a like a pivotal role. So I mean, it's nothing like where if he finds out, it, it's going to be like, oh, well, what's the point of playing this anymore? You know, there's and nothing really like that in the game. You're right. It, it won't it won't ruin everything, I guess, for you. But it'll ruin the story. Like, it, I mean, it'll ruin the story because, like, that's the main. Okay, so the only thing I have literally one little bullet point for sixteen. I barely have anything on it. Perfect. Perfect. We'll and I think it's way. because I think I I don't think they even had. So, for everyone listening, um, I mean, you can see where I get my sources at the. In the show notes, and I get it, I, I get partial stuff from the wiki and online and whatnot. And the wiki doesn't really have a whole lot for crystals for 16 because 16's only been out. Well, it's been out for like a couple months now. But when I was yeah. doing show notes together for this, there was people weren't posting anything because they didn't want things spoiled. Yeah. So thank you, people who write things on the wiki. <laughs> Appreciate you doing all the hard work for us. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Without Wiki, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of my shows because trying to find research on half the stuff is like, without the Wiki, is not impossible yeah. unless you play it yourself. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. They, they could have so saved five games. Mm-hmm. We have five games to cover next week. That's not yep. bad. And some side ones. I did put some side oh, ones. Oh, we there. do have some side ones on um, there. Like type Good zeros 13. in there. Thirteens. Uh, um, two and three for thirteen. We have Type Zero, which I have and I want to play, but I never had a chance to play it. So yeah, crystals uh make a real roll roll in those. I mean, and we could touch. I mean, touch a little bit about the manga of Lost Stranger. Crystals play a part in that, but like very very seldom compared to the games. We need to carve out at least 45 minutes for you to talk about 14 next week. We know it's coming up. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. 14 has a lot of info for crystals because that's the entire entire storyline until next year has literally been about a crystal. Oh, terrific. Oh, we don't which, hear we, we won't, which we won't dive into the entire story or barely like anything like that. Oh, no. We should. We don't hear near enough about fourteen on this show. We need to hear what? more about it. We don't. Oh my <laughs> we gosh. Definitely, yeah, I'm. I'm going to do my best to avoid as much of the spoilers as possible for fourteen because I, I'm playing it and I. I like it. Um, 
I'm getting fairly fairly familiar with the controls, so hopefully next week nothing too bad gets ruined. Yeah, you press uh, right trigger and then you press X or circle or square. So with 14, it actually is not as it's only like one, two, three, four, five, six bullet points. That's it. Um, more it, it and deals... I've I've leveled up enough there, Steve. I have five skills. I wrote. I have to have in rotation. Thank you very much. Okay, I got four at the moment. Well, no, I have five. What level are you? Steve? Uh, uh I want to say I'm like thirteen. Okay, so you're not far from behind Trey. I think uh, when I saw Trey online, he was fifteen. Oh, I was booking it. That was my one. second one. I've got one that's I think twenty eight. Oh shoot! Yeah. Okay, wait. What were you playing earlier? Uh, Lancer. Oh, I wanted something okay. that did that did damage because I've been playing Conjurer. Oh, okay. Well, you're only two levels. But this is all stuff. White Mage. This is all stuff for after the show. We don't need to talk about my playing habits. But if you want to come play with me, Ben and Steve, we are on the set. What is it, Seraph server? Uh, this is Seraph server. Yep. Um, yeah. On fourteen. So come join us on there. Yep. Join us there. Help us make a free company, and play Final Fantasy because that is the only game that we could actually play Final Fantasy together. So. Yeah, I mean we can also go over 9 at we have a group chat. We can talk about 9 while we're well, playing. Yeah, it. but I meant like the community, Steve. When we <laughs> just when we get off here, we get off here, we're going to we're going to have a discussion about 9. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um with that being said, that is the end of this week's episode. Uh, join us next week when we go over the rest of the Final Fantasy series with crystals. And I guess we'll see where we go after. Oh, wait. I think we do have... I just haven't made show notes, but we're going to go over magic after the crystals. Which is another endeavor because each game has its own form of magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit more in your face than crystals are, I think, in every single game. So. Oh, yeah. Because you actually use it in combat, which yes. is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's what we have coming up on the show for the next following weeks. So thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast. And may the crystals guide you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on Twitter at FFLorecast, and you can email us at FFLorecast at gmail.com.